This podcast is sponsored by Advantage Digital. Advantage Digital's lending and financial performance management solutions are designed to unlock your credit union's digital potential. Unlock your digital potential at advantage.digital. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. To maximize lending opportunities, credit unions should develop or adapt strategies to address several emerging market realities. The lending process has changed dramatically, and credit unions must navigate consumer expectations and market competition while continuing to prioritize what's best for members. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I speak with Kevin Polinski, Senior Director of Sales at Advantage Digital. Polinski identifies four formidable forces shaping the digital landscape for credit unions. He says credit unions must consider factors like non-traditional financial institution competitors, digital-first experiences, human-centered design, and member engagement. Polinski also explains how credit unions can evolve for digital while staying true to their roots of people helping people. Kevin, what does it mean for a credit union to unlock its digital potential? Great question. You know, I would say it's just as easy as putting the key in the lock and turning it. Unfortunately, that's not the case. I kind of think of it at a high level, really blending together two essential components. In my mind, it weaves together member engagement and in engaging members, how do you focus on continuing to grow, right? How do you reach more people? And in doing so, how do you continue to grow? And I would kind of dovetail that with a focus when you're talking about unlocking a digital potential on what is the digital experience? What does the environment look like? How are you using your credit union's data to help drive that digital strategy? So for me, when I kind of think about that at a high level, it really weaves together those different components, member engagement, continuous growth, digital and data, really weaving those things together. And I really like how you sort of have those set up as four distinct points to think about when we talk about digital potential. And those four points are four distinct market realities that you recommend credit unions consider as they work to unlock that digital potential that we were talking about. And as you mentioned, the first of these is kind of the influx of fintech competitors. What do you see as the biggest concern there? And how can credit unions put themselves in a position to compete? When I look at the overall landscape, I would say fintechs and you know non-traditional tech innovators, they're really doing a couple of things really, really well. When I kind of look at landscape, thing number one is they're really focused on simplification. And then the other piece that I would say they do well is accessibility. And I'll kind of break that down in each one into its own component. First around simplification. I think when those non-traditional players and tech innovators are out in the marketplace, what they're doing well is they're kind of looking for problem. They're looking for the challenge that's currently faced. 
And in doing so, they kind of grab on to a specific component, whether it's the mortgage process, payments, investing, et cetera. And they really look at how do they engage and how do they simplify a process that may be overly burdensome, challenging to an everyday consumer, et cetera. So I think that they do a good job in doing that. The other piece that I would say that they, in weaving together, work to make capabilities that are accessible and in trying to solve that problem, then how do you deliver that out to a broad audience that can take advantage of those capabilities that they're bringing to bear? So when I look at that, I would say that that's kind of the the ecosystem that's out there, that's the underlying. And then as it would relate to how do credit unions position themselves to compete, You know, I would say that it kind of is taking that similar viewpoint that those tech innovators are, you know, thing number one is kind of looking at the current landscape, looking at the current user experience, looking at the way that your members are engaging with you and almost kind of breaking it down to how can I make this easier, simpler, more convenient, et cetera, kind of following that tech innovator type approach. Oftentimes, you can get great insights from people that are new to the credit union, individuals that have not consumed a lot of services. That same model of how do I take the burden out of the process? How do I build capabilities that are just easier to use? So, you know, in my mind, that becomes a really key catalyst and a really key way that credit unions can position themselves to compete is really kind of following a similar model where they can build upon their current ecosystem, but then also pose questions to themselves around how do they make it easier to use, simpler, et cetera. And the second market reality that you talk about is the fact that credit unions should really think through the expectations of this accelerated digital first experience. And the pandemic certainly didn't start or launch this trend, but it accelerated it, right? And it accelerated it at a much faster rate, I think, than those of us within the financial services industry were ever expecting. So yeah, it had really been kind of bubbling under the surface for a while, but the pandemic absolutely moved things forward much faster. So what do you think the post-COVID-19 environment will look like for credit unions? When we all look at ourselves and look at the way that we're using digital now, most of us probably recognize that in this digital era, we seek speed, we seek convenience, we seek usability. I heard a term Amazonification, and I think it's we're all just recognizing that as more and more of us are adopting a digital first user experience, not just as it relates to financial institutions, not just as it relates to credit union, but just overall in our lives, I think we're all just coming to recognize that we desire to have things occur faster, be easier to use, and then also recognize that our patience level when those things don't happen is probably less and less. If you think of just going to a web page, and if it doesn't load, probably after 10 or 15 seconds, you're kind of thinking about you know going to the next page or doing something else while you're waiting for it. So I would just say that all of us have probably had less tolerance through this digital dominance that is occurring. And then as it would relate to post-COVID, certainly that shift that occurred with everyone being at home forced more folks into a digital experience that probably hadn't been using one maybe as their dominant previously. 
but it forced them to adapt, to grow, to lean into those capabilities, obviously in lieu of kind of the face first method that they may have been used to previously. So I think a lot of people will continue that on as they have now discovered the ease convenience factor that they've now discovered the capabilities that really right in their hand as far as a mobile device and a phone. And I really think that that ability will continue and continue driving more and more in the post-COVID age. I also think that with that, people are starting to understand that their choice becomes even wider as now they can you know, download an app, you can consume services, even if it's not a local credit union, you can look elsewhere. So I think that people have become more savvy as it would relate to digital and the environment for credit unions post-COVID is really going to have to be leaning into that digital experience, the digital capabilities, and recognizing that that transition has occurred pre-COVID and has been reinforced as we come out of it. Yeah, and it's really important because there's no going back at this point. And as you say, there are a certain amount of people who maybe this was their first very serious foray into using more digital channels and digital tools. But a lot of those people, once you know they're used to that process and they've discovered the convenience and the accessibility of doing things digitally, they're not necessarily going to just revert easily back to their old ways of doing things. And it's relevant as we go into the third market reality that you have highlighted, which is no secret to any credit union, and that's the continuing challenge of legacy infrastructure. How do you advise a credit union to contend with technology limitations without slowing down that digital transformation journey? I think that's really important to look at. And, and I can absolutely relate. You know, I grew up as a child with a parent that every Saturday we'd go to my mom's financial institution. She'd write a check for cash. We'd get donut holes. You know, it was it was a thing. Definitely. It was an experience and it was fun. But yeah, moving forward, you know, credit unions are absolutely focused on digital. And then as it would relate to technology, technology transformation, kind of the current ecosystem and maybe limitations, I think kind of tying it back to what we've talked about as far as looking at the overall scale, looking at how do we address and tackle key components of our overall landscape. One of the things that I consistently hear and have heard is kind of this, like, it feels so big and we don't know what to do. And then that kind of resides in itself, a sense of, I don't know that we should take action or what action that we should take. And that's kind of where I pair it back to that opening topic around the non-traditional players, the innovators, where they're really good at kind of dissecting key components of that. And they're great at looking at individual elements and then how do we approach that element. And I would say that that's a great process for credit unions to do as well. Understanding the digital transformation does not have to be kind of this one stop, one activity, one event that's this major, major transformation. It can happen incrementally. It can happen through time. And I'm encouraged when I talk to credit unions where they're starting to understand that, you know, we want to focus on lending, for example. We want to focus on the lending experience. How do we make that easier, more convenient? So they're kind of getting better at starting to focus in on key elements of the 
different digital experiences and stepping back from that macro view of thinking, wow, this is so big into kind of that more identified, more scoped component of let me focus on lending. How do I make my lending experience better? I want to tie that into my overall objectives of member engagement and growth. So I would say that's a great way to kind of get more granular in an environment where it can seem so large, so impactful, so significant that there may be hesitancy or a desire not to take action. And let's dig into that lending aspect a little bit more because that's the fourth market reality that you have identified. Credit unions want to increase their loan volume and member engagement, and they also want to do it without increasing the cost of that back office support that's needed. So we know the lending arm is typically a credit union's largest revenue center. Is it possible for credit unions to make the investments they need to make in terms of back office support for digitization? And is it possible for them to remain profitable? Absolutely. And definitively, the answer is yes. I would say that in looking at that overall digital ecosystem, digital experience, it is really critical. When I kind of look at that four macro trends that are facing credit unions today, the reality is they do want to increase loans. They do want to increase lending, right? That is a core competency and a core component of their business model. But at the same time, they don't want to have to ramp up that FTE support, FTE growth. Really, they want to reduce friction out of the process. I think a big part of it is just working through how do they do that? How do they achieve that? But it absolutely is achievable. It absolutely can be performed. There are capabilities and innovations that are available that can help to achieve both overall growth while at the same time not having that direct correlation to the FTE support. We actually have a client one-to-one financial credit union that shared with us that they're leveraging some of our capabilities. And in doing so, one of the elements that they've experienced is the ability to engage more with their members, especially those members that are going through that lending process. And when I heard them articulate that to me, it was almost one of those like aha moments. For me, it was like that shift of somebody on the back end kind of waiting to have to get a loan and kind of process through it to recognizing that there's a member who maybe paused or didn't complete the loan application process and being able to engage them, reach out to them to help them along that journey. For me, I just thought, wow, what a tremendous shift when you can utilize your resources rather than kind of in that kind of passive waiting for it to get done, to shift it to more of that active mode, helping them finish, helping them complete, getting through the application process, solidifying that relationship with that member. Really, in my mind, that is kind of the optimal state, continuing and using your human capital, but using it in a more advantageous model where you're helping to grow, where you're enriching that member experience, when you're ultimately gaining more wallet share for that member. That, for me, becomes that harmonious blend between optimizing your digital experience and leveraging your human capital in a way that helps the credit union grow. And what I really like about that example is that it's demonstrating how looking into making these kinds of improvements, it's really amplifying what credit unions already do extremely well, which is forging those very personal relationships with members. 
So it's just a great example, I think, of how this helps credit unions do what they do best and just elevate it that little bit. Yeah, I think it does. I think it absolutely speaks to what credit unions do really, really well. It just is shifting that into a digital era where you keep that level of engagement, you keep that level of community touch and support. You keep the desire to want to just grow, obviously, the credit union. You're really just shifting that model from what was traditionally a face-to-face in-branch to then using a connection model that people are preferring today, which is digital mobility, their phones. So I think it's a great example, and it speaks to how it is possible to go through that digital shift, how it is possible to bring capabilities to bear that help focus on usability experience. And it is possible to offer that growth in a time when there are tech innovators and others that are out there. It is possible, it is achievable, and we're seeing it. If credit unions want to learn more about strategies for unlocking their digital potential, what resources are out there and what kinds of questions should they be asking? Advantage Digital has thought leadership. We have technology capabilities, certainly able to offer insights and perspectives to help credit unions as they're going through that digital journey. It certainly could be one in which they're just kind of stepping back, not sure which way to go. We can bring thought leaders to bear to help as they go down that path. It could be one where they understand what the problem is and they're ready to build out capabilities that can help as they go through the lending process, for example. We can do that as well. And then as far as questions in my mind, it really is just starting to contemplate where do you want to focus in? What do you want to achieve? So often we hear that credit unions are wanting to get to that place of increasing lending, increasing loan activity. But they certainly don't want to just have to do that kind of parallel path of driving human capital to support the lending event. So in my mind, that would be a key piece to ask. How do you accomplish that? How do you get that done? How do you start that journey? So I would point them to capabilities that we have and Advantage Digital is certainly uh, here and ready to help. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by Advantage Digital. Deliver an optimized loan application process for your members. Reduce loan abandonment rates, boost income, and increase efficiencies. Advantage Digital partners with you every step of the way. Unlock your digital potential at advantage.digital.